I think we're doing about a hundred per logo. So we're doing, uh, cause we're in the $3 million uh, revenue range right now. So that's, uh, that's about 2,500 times the 100 per logo. You are listening to conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Lou Wang. He's building a company that's helping folks do multi-channel support, especially in the e-commerce space. It's called reamaze.com. He's also a serious entrepreneur with a lot of experience in helping small businesses. Lou, you ready to take us to the top? Hey, yeah, I certainly am. And how are you doing? I am doing well, man. I appreciate you you coming on. So a lot lot more people thinking about e-commerce these days since the last time you came on back in 2018. How's it impacting your business? Yeah, I mean, the world certainly has changed, right? I mean, almost in a forceful way. Um, You know, when the pandemic first happened, it was actually tough for us to gauge how things would play out. Um, Obviously, we have customers in industries like tourism, uh, like sort of hospitality and services, and clearly we were affected. Um, As things played out, what basically ended up happening is you saw more and more businesses shifting their business online, right? Um, people who had a more physical presence now are doing business online in a primary way. And that's even true with restaurants. If you think about the way we get takeout nowadays, it's very different than how we might have gotten takeout just a few months ago. And so e-commerce has really taken off. Um, you can see some of the major platforms like Shopify, uh, even Big Commerce, who I think had a pretty successful IPO recently. Yep. Um, if you look at those companies, um, and how well they're doing, and of course Amazon, which is the big gorilla in the room when it comes to e-commerce. Are you are you focused you- so on e-commerce? Like when I go to your website, I don't see it. There's yeah. nothing that says like you know better conversations, happier customers for e-commerce brands. You really are using branding, you know, better customer service, better customer engagement. Is this really for anybody? It is. I mean, we do serve for everybody, and that's why I said like we have customers from all industries. Um, but about sixty to seventy percent of our customer base is going to be in the e-commerce space. Why specifically. is that? Um, you know, I think this is because we hit product market fit in the e-commerce space. If you think about businesses that need to have interactions with customers through like a chat medium, e-commerce certainly fits that bill. Yeah. Um, for e-commerce, com- customer conversations happen pre-sales and post-sales, right? Whereas a, for a lot of other businesses, potentially chat and support is most of a like a post-sale nurturing type of relationship. 
Now, when you came on last, and this was about 28 months ago, you said that the average customer is paying about your pro plan, which is $40 per, per team member per month. Is that still the sort of average ARPU or has it increased? Uh, yeah, we've seen some growth there, certainly. Um, almost double that, in fact, if that was the... I forgot the last number that I had I had given you. But hearing it now, uh, two years later, we're looking at a lot more of an ARPU and obviously a bigger customer base as well. And things have gone well for us. How many customers are you now working with? Uh, we're doing, I think, just north of, uh, you know, the term uh, that's used often is logos. We're, we're doing just north of 2,500 logos or something like that. Um, it's a little complicated in our case because a lot of accounts actually have multiple brands. We have a plan that allows you to bring multiple brand entities. So actually the number of logos is higher than that, but the number of paying logos is is in that ballpark. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to compare that to, you, you told me 3,600 customers uh, a year and a half ago. So I imagine you were giving maybe a different number than maybe number of seats or number of yep. individual logos or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And so I think we're at, in terms of seats, we're at the 10K range at this point. Okay, got it. So you have 10,000 seats across 2,500 brands. That's right. I see. So, and then 10, obviously, per seat average price is 40 bucks per seat, not 80. 80 is actually the logo, average two seats per logo. Yeah, we're doing, uh, I think we're doing about 100 per logo. So we're doing, because uh, we're in the $3 million uh, revenue range right now. So that's, uh, that's about 2,500 times the 100 per logo. That's right. Yeah. Well, first off, congratulations. If you're, you're, so what does that mean? You did about 280 grand in revenue last month. Uh, yep, exactly. We're in the, yeah, we're in that ballpark range. We're actually 250, 260. Okay. Yeah. 250 times 12. Again, that puts you right at that 3 million run rate, which is great. I mean, that's almost doubling, uh, since the last time we spoke, where's most of the growth come from? Um, you know, most of our growth, uh, I think the last time we talked, uh, characteristically speaking, we do growth both in terms of new logos, but also in terms of the number of seats, right? And so we've seen growth both in our existing base in terms of staff users added. We've also seen growth, uh, obviously, from new businesses. I think part of it, again, as I mentioned, uh, new companies coming online for the first time, mom and pop shops, certainly, for the first time. But we're also seeing a lot of growth from uh, non-organic sales, so meaning sales where we're going out and looking for businesses that would be a good match for our value proposition. So that's something new that we probably weren't doing two years ago, um, You know, proactively looking for businesses that we can have a relationship with. And just so we can understand how much of the growth came in 2020, do you remember what run rate you finished 2019 at? Uh, you know, I don't have that number off the top of my head, but I will say 2020 has been a pretty crazy year for us. Um, Certainly faster than 2019, so I would it would be fair to characterize most of the growth having happened in the last six months or so. Do you know like how much revenue you did in December of 2019 MRR? I don't have yeah, I don't have that number off the top of my head. I would imagine it would probably, uh, you know, just just this is a guess. By the way, I don't have yeah. this number, but it's probably around 200, less than 200. Got it. So you've added about seventy five thousand dollars in new MRR over the past ten months. Uh, I think that would be fair. Now, I mean, don't quote me on that, but yeah, it certainly seems, you know, back of the envelope calculation would probably put us there. And remind um, everyone what year you started. Uh, 2016 is when we went with revenue, uh, like middle middle of 2016. So we've done, we're about four years in now. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what you finished 2017 with in terms of total revenue? 
<laughs> it was tiny. Like <laughs> was how small? Anything. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, well, certainly less than a million because I think we were we were at just a million ballpark when we were when we talked to you two years ago. Um, so even a year before that, we were way under that number. Um, those are the days that we put way behind us, and it's actually funny. Is I, I don't really revisit where we were those days and maybe we should retroactively look at how, how far we've come. No, no, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Um, okay. Very cool. I guess the reason I ask is I want to understand like distribution channels, right? So you've gone from 3,600 seats to 10,000 seats. Obviously some of that comes from expanding old logos, but you also have to add new logos. Where are you getting customers from today specifically? Yeah. So, uh, the Shopify platform is big for us and so is the big commerce platform. So those are two e-commerce platforms that have organically grown on their own or you know organic to us at least um and a rising tide floats all boats right and so we've seen great success uh being able to utilize both the uh, shopify app platform and the big commerce app platform as growth channels for us about how many trials does it drive you per month um per i would say per day we're in the like let's say 20 to 30 range now per month you multiply that. Some probably probably a little under a thousand, mm-hmm. I would say. Yep. Um, that's again back of the envelope calculation. L- less on weekends, more on weekdays, right? Yep. Uh, and how many of those? So, if, let's say you get a thousand new trials in a month. About how many would convert to paid usually? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I would have to take a look at that. Um, I know you know usually what we we don't really look at things. You know, from my perspective, I look at things in terms of net growth on the revenue side, and some of that happens with new accounts, some of that happens in seats. We focus on those two things equally. Like when we have our salespeople and our account people reach out to folks, we're all, we're very focused on you know how many number of seats they're going to be able to bring in, and less so on whether this is a new account, right? And because to us, an account with one seat, you know, is probably worth less than harvesting an existing account and bringing them from five to ten seats. Let's of course. Say. Folks, as you know, 2020 continues to deliver surprise after surprise after surprise. We're not sure where we're living. We're not sure where we're going back to work. Everything's sort of up in the air, which means getting things done digitally is what's most important. In fact, we're very excited. We're launching a new podcast based off our dealer bust format, and I needed a quick way to get some designs done for the logo. So I used Fiverr. And the reason I use Fiverr is because it's not worth it for me to pay a full-time designer three or 4,000 bucks a month to join our GitLab a team full time. So I use Fiverr to knock this sort of stuff out quickly. We also, as you know, do a lot of data, data processing and podcast editing, which Fiverr enables me to do very quickly. I put in the task and I can find talent that can do what I'm looking for instantly. I customize by search, deadline, price, seller reviews are probably the ones I use the most and a lot of other factors. There's just no guessing games and it's very, very quick. I encourage you guys to check out fiverr.com and receive 10% off your first order today by using my code top T O P find all the digital services you need in one place at F I V E R R.com code top. Again, that's fiverr.com code top. What about funding? Are you still have about 500,000 raised or did you raise more? Yeah, we haven't raised anything. Uh, nice. You know, <laughs> we have not raised. And uh, I think last time I was here with you, I, I don't remember that conversation exactly, but I was probably in the same situation where we said, you know what, we don't have to raise if we don't want to. But we are in a position now where we might say, hey, we've got 
some substantial revenue coming in and, you know, more than raising money for the sake of the money aspect, like we're not, we're not on a burn right now where we have to worry about spend. How much um, are you burning per month? Oh, significantly less than the revenue actually. So we're, we're right now looking to grow our team. We're looking to reinvest the, the money that we're so making. So you're, you're profitable per month right now. You're oh, making yeah. money. Sure. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are profitable and we're running a very efficient team right now. So, uh, I forgot what the numbers were last time when I re- when I visited you, but our team hasn't grown that much since then. We've hired a couple of engineers here today. We're um, we're right under twenty. I think I just did a head count recently this month, and we were at eighteen at the time. And how many engineers? Um, that's over eight engineers. And any quota carrying sales reps or no? Uh, we have we actually just hired one sales rep uh, a few months ago. So that's a big hire, a Lou. Ago. That is, that's like, uh, well, we used to do like the founders and myself, we would actually go on calls and do those sales calls. So tech, quote unquote, we had salespeople. You're one of the but founders though, right? Have, I am, I am yeah. the CEO and, yeah, and one of the founders, but. Uh, so what do you send the, the quota at? Oh, we do it in terms of right now. Um, what's interesting is we do it based on number of calls. So we're not setting, because this we're new to this, right? We're not setting any hard hard uh, revenue cutoffs where we say, hey, you, you got to bring this out of revenue. What we want to do is explore the number of calls that we can do and then mathematically back out from that. You know, So what's the target call. for the AE? How many calls? Um, it's going to be something like five or six calls a, a day. Um, so back that out to maybe about 20 to 30 calls a week. Yep. Uh, multiply that out to, you know, whatever that is per month. 120 a year, uh, well, a, m- a month. Yeah. 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 And what we're really trying to focus on is, uh, is not just calling again, new leads, but we're, we're also doing a lot of nurturing with existing, existing accounts, right? Having these, having the sales rep talk to the existing accounts and seeing how much more we can do to, to meet their existing needs and potentially that. You talked about churn expansion or net revenue retention. What is your gross dollar churn annually today? Um, so yeah, that's a good question. You ask about churn on a dollar basis because that's how exactly how we measure it. Because of the way we do accounts, both you know existing accounts plus new accounts, um, it's really hard to track churn in two dimensions. So we do it on a, a dollar basis. We're about 3% net churn, under 3% net churn on a monthly basis. And growth on top of that, is, oh, hold on, hold on. Um, net or gr- net or gross churn per month? Uh, it, sorry, yeah, it's it's gross churn, and then net growth on top of the churn is going to be anywhere from four to seven percent. So we're looking at a gross gr- growth of somewhere between seven and ten percent monthly. Yeah. So just to multiply those out annually, you're basically seeing something like thirty six percent revenue churn annually, but seventy two percent expansion on that same cohort. So net revenue retention is around 130. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's obviously healthy economics. Now, have you found sort of an arbitrage way to get new customers? Uh, it sounds like the app exchanges do this for you, but what's your CAC for a for a new customer? Um, you know, I don't have those numbers off the top of my head. We are focusing heavily on ad spend in those platforms uh, because those platforms both have an organic, you know, component to it as well as an ad spend component. We're spending a significant amount of ad spend there. We're doing channels like Quora as well. Uh, we're seeing some pretty interesting uh, dynamics on Quora, especially with promoted questions. We're doing things like Facebook. We're also doing things like Google, which are pretty traditional. How much um, did you spend last month total in ad spend across all the platforms? 
Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, we have a budget that's in the five digits per month. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know the exact number because, you know, we have marketing folks who take care of that now and we sort of just took, take a look at it in aggregate and, um, you know, how effective it is. I will tell you though, obviously channel specific spend is the most effective. So in our case, Shopify ad revenue or ad spend is, is the most effective one that we have. Now, because so many Shopify customers come from Shopify on your $3 million run rate, does a third of that go to Shopify 30%? Uh, no, not all of it. Right. So, you know, we're not, so yes. So of the, of the leads that come to us from Shopify, we do pay them the 30%. And if you think about it, we're also paying them ad spend. So clearly we're contributing to Shopify's bottom line here, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we also do have channels like, um, uh, you know, organic channels. Again, like I mentioned, we do bring in people from Google, Facebook, Quora, where we're doing ad spend. And in those cases, we don't have to give anybody a revenue share. And, and so if you do think about raising capital, right, you're growing IC here, how much would you target to raise? Um, that's a good question. I think what we would think about is more than the money is the relationship that we would have. Uh, we're looking, if we were to raise, again, we're profitable, so we're not too concerned about the monetary aspects. It's more about what, you know, if an investor coming in, what other benefits can they get us? Um, what can they do to be a partner in the growth of our business going forward? You know, how can, how can they help us take the next step? And sometimes the next step, you can think about it in a revenue term, right? If we're doing three, how can we get to 10? How can we get to 20? How can we get to 30? Um, but more important than that is, you know, what can they do to show us, you know, they've worked with companies potentially that have gone through this, right? What can they help? Uh, yep. they do to help us makes good go sense you're, ask, you're asking the right question what can they do to help you and and remind everyone your origin story here right so when you were launching the mvp did you come out of an agency was it just your sweat equity how'd you get going yeah so i, I was sort of a fortunate um situation where i had my previous startup acquired and um reamaze was sort of just taking learnings from the previous uh previous business that i ran and i kind of understood what the market needed um, in terms of money, um, obviously having built relationships from running that first business really helped the second one. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that's, that's sort of where we come from. Do you remember how much you sort of spent personally on the MVP before your first dollar of revenue? Um, it was mostly time more than, more than money, right? It was a lot of, a lot of, uh, long nights building the MVP myself. I'm an engineer by background. So the first version of Reamaze, you know, in terms of the DNA of it was probably 80% my sweat equity, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Um, and right before launch, uh, we brought I brought on a couple of co-founders that I felt could, one, bring it in a certain dimension technically. So we brought on, I brought on a technical founder. And then on the marketing side, someone who could tell our story. So I brought on a, a non-technical co-founder as well. And you're obviously, again, the one who just sold a company, you're putting up probably a lot of the cash, I imagine, originally to pay these folks. I mean, how do you split up the equity when you go the route you did? You're an exited founder, you bring on smart talent. I assume you don't just go 30, 30, 30. Right, exactly. So the equity for our, my two co-founders are the same, but I'm slightly higher than those two and without going into specific details on those numbers. I see. Got it, got it, got it. So again, I won't push you further there, but what you're saying is you might keep 40% and then let each of them split 30% or something like that. Yeah, sure. That's that's a fair characterization. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, fair. Great. Um, and again, what's I think what's interesting about this is one thing I always look at, especially early stages revenue per employee. 
and you've managed to go from like a $1 million run rate with 15 people to a $3 million run rate, hiring only two or three more people. So your revenue per employee is now through the roof. You're profitable. You really can do anything you want. Uh, really fascinating story, Lou. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Um, wow, you, you caught me off guard here. You know, the, when you said book, the first book that comes to mind is actually not a business book. It's actually Pragmatic Programmer. Pragmatic uh, Programmer. Number two, yeah. is there a CEO you're following or studying? Elon Musk. Number four, how many, or sorry, number three, what's your favorite online tool for building RMAs? Um, Online tool recently is probably GitHub. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I get a lot more now. I'm getting seven to eight. Very That's healthy. Good. Yep. And situation, married, single kids? I'm married with two kids. Oh, great. And how old are you? I'm 37. 30s. Just turned 37. Yeah, just turned 37 five days ago. Oh, nice. Man, so many October. I'm, I'm October 3rd, turned 31. October birthdays, oh, congratulations, man. man. Happy yeah, you, birthday. You too, man. <laughs> Maybe I'll beat you to 40. We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> last question, Lee. What do you wish you knew when you were 20? Oh, explore the world a little more. Travel a little more, maybe. Guys, reamaze helping e-commerce brands. 60, 70% of their customers are e-commerce brands. They're serving 10,000 different seats. Each sheet pays about 40 bucks a month. They're doing about $3 million in terms of run rate today, up from 2.4 million running at the end of 2019 and up from about a million dollar run rate the year before that. Doing this very effectively in terms of revenue per employee. Very few hires over the last two years. An 18-person team today profitable as they look to continue to scale, adding customers directly via the Shopify and big commerce app exchanges. Uh, again, got this going after he sold his first company, uh, looking to scale now to four or five, 10 million or more in 2021. Lou, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you. Thank you for having me on.